0: And use code Ross. That's code Ross for new customers to get 150 in bonus bets when you bet just five bucks. Only on DraftKings. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call one eight hundred Gambler or visit www.1800gambler.net. In New York, call eight seven seven eight Hope N Y or text Hope N Y four six seven three six nine. In Connecticut, help is available for problem gambling. Call eight 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 seven. Eight nine seven seven seven, or visit ccpg.org please play responsibly on behalf of Boot Hill Casino and Resort in Kansas 21 plus age varies by jurisdiction void in Ontario bonus bets expire 168 hours after issuance cdkng.com/ football for eligibility and deposit restrictions terms and responsible gaming resources if you'd like to make your NFL games a little more interesting you've come to the right place it's the even money podcast with Ross Tucker and Steve Fezek. Yeah, Vegas, baby, Vegas. We are rolling year-round on the Even Money podcast. Although we are taking next week off, I will be at Disney World uh, with my wife and daughters. Very much looking forward to it. So we'll be off for a week next week. You can go back and listen to some of our recent Even Money podcasts if you missed any of them. Or you can always check out some of the other podcasts that we have over at RossTucker.com, like Andrew Brandt's Business of Sports podcast or Fantasy Feast podcast. A lot of you that are into the gambling stuff, you're into fantasy as well. Evan Silva and I have a terrific podcast, the Fantasy Feast podcast, which we already recorded for next week, so you guys can check that one out. Or, of course, just the Ross Tucker football podcast. We are presented by BetDSI.com. Your place for online gaming. Period. Betdsi.com. You play, you win, they pay. The key is to make sure you put in the code Tucker15 when you go to betdsi.com so that you get the free $15. Again, betdsi.com, use that code Tucker15. He is the star of the podcast He's the only two-time winner of the Super Bowl of professional football gambling. The one and only Steve Fezzik. Check him out on Twitter, at Fezzik Sports. And when he tweets out the podcast, do us a favor and give it a retweet. Or you can retweet me, at Ross Tucker NFL, or Brian, at RTF Podcast. If you're a Facebook-only person, it's Facebook.com slash Ross Tucker NFL. All right, Steve. So today... We're getting into some NFL stuff. We're going to get into some uh, Kentucky Derby stuff. I did want to start first with NBA playoffs. We've hit that pretty hard. You've made your feelings pretty well known about the NBA playoffs, especially Golden State. Is there anything there worth discussing right now? Has anything changed? Anything you're seeing value with? Well,
1: I'd be remiss not to mention I've had a terrible NBA playoffs, so I am reloading at bet DSI. Um, I really thought that Toronto would bounce back strong against Cleveland game two. And I think the one theme that I can mention, and it's applicable to today's game, I, I've never seen this, Ross. Teams that are down 2 have come out ablazing this year in the playoffs. If you just bet them in the first quarter and the first half, you'd be ten and zero, making those bets for a team to bounce back down two zero. Washington applies today, so Washington is not as good as, as Boston. They're up to a six point favorite. I've never seen this before. The first half line is five, so the first half line is almost as large as the game line because of that recent trend.
0: Wow. So you, But you're saying to do it just for the first quarter, not for the whole game.
1: Well, the first quarter, you're laying three or three and a half. So normally on a six-point favorite, you'd be laying one and a half or two. So the market, the odds maker is very much aware that these teams come out of the gate a blazing. So you're paying a huge tax for it. I did not get involved with it.
0: Got it. Okay. Anything else NBA-wise we should talk about?
1: Um, Just that Golden State remains minus 250 against the field, and more and more it's looking like a given it's going to be Golden State-Cleveland.
0: Let's get into the Kentucky Derby. Now, for the people that might have missed last week's show, Steve, you were pretty clear about the uh, disadvantage in betting horse racing it's interesting steve because i didn't realize this until a couple guys mentioned it over at tuckheads.com you know the uh the forum that we have that you hop on sometimes for our listeners that evidently it's not like that um like in australia or in england it's you're not at that competitive disadvantage like you are in the states in horse racing
1: yeah so the problem is is that you, um, I don't like the horse racing because you make a bet and then they tell you what your odds will be right after the horse race goes off, and there's a 20% house. Vig, although I, I shopped around, and there is one place in Vegas that actually has lines that you can lock in right now at, at the Westgate. So I'm um, just running them down the top five horses right now. They have is McCracken at five to one, uh, Classic Empire five to one, uh, Ganerva. Apologize if I mispronounced that, six to one. Um, always dreaming, five to one, and Irish War Cry, seven to one.
0: Do you have any any tips, any thoughts?
1: I am going to seminars, to, unfortunately tonight and tomorrow. You know what? Uh, if I get anything, I'll tweet it. Um, but if I do play anything, it will almost certainly be a horse matchup, one horse against another. I'm looking for my experts to tell me a horse they like. Some horses they don't like, and I want to bet. Similar to a golf matchup, I want to bet one golfer against another golfer. I don't want to try to pick the winner, the needle in the haystack. I want to play a matchup.
0: I didn't even know they did that for horse racing. You can just pick one horse to do better than another horse.
1: That's correct. Uh, for instance, at the Win Las Vegas, they have some up. So, like Irish War Cry is minus one twenty-five. Always dreaming, take back at minus one hundred five.
0: Got it. Okay. Um, I'm going Irish War Cry. I've been a, I've been a long-time Irish War Cry fan. I grew up, you know, watching Irish War Cry. I've always known that Irish War Cry would win this Kentucky Derby. I'm kidding. I know nothing. I, I literally <laughs> I went to the Kentucky Derby one time, Steve, and I picked on Friday. They call it the Oaks. There was only one horse that was from Pennsylvania. And so I put... I don't know what it was—twenty bucks, something like that—in the Kentucky Oaks, the big, the big race on Friday. Um, I put five bucks on the horse, or twenty bucks, whatever it was, from on the horse from Pennsylvania, who was like a pretty big long shot. Of course, it won. My horse won. The Pennsylvania horse won. So, um, and I do think a lot of times. I wonder what percentage of people Steve bet based on like they read up on it and they listen to commentators and then they bet versus they bet on they like the name or they like where it's, the horse is from and stuff like that.
1: Yeah, it's a great point that in these um, triple crown races, you get so much public money into the pools. That it's certainly possible that there is an advantage to fade that public money. Example, there was a horse named Macho Man the year Macho Man passed away. And, of course, he got way more action than he should have. Um, similar to your Pennsylvania bet. It was the logical, fun bet to make.
0: It's interesting, um, Steve, getting into the NFL now, there's a couple things I wanted to talk to you about. I was looking at some of the odds for Super Bowls, you know, the odds to win the Super Bowl. And I know you don't like these bets because they're needle-in-the-haystack bets, but what's interesting to me about it is on February 6th, the day after the season, New England was 5-1. to one. And Atlanta was 14 to one. As of March 16th, New England went up to four to one, or down to four to one, I guess. The current odds after the draft, New England seven to two. So essentially three and a half to one. and everybody else, for the most part, their odds have gotten worse. Atlanta's, well, Atlanta had come down to 12 to 1. They stayed there. But Dallas has gone from 9 to 1 to 12 to 1. Green Bay from 9 to 1 to 12 to 1. Oakland, actually, and Seattle were 16 to 1. Now they're 12 to 1. So it's interesting just to see the, uh, the movement over time in the Super Bowl odds. I can't remember the last time a team was that heavy of a favorite, 3.5 to 1 like that, like the Patriots are.
1: And the scary thing is that if I had to make one bet into that futures pool, New England is the only one that I would even consider because I th- I have them power rated through the moon to start the year. I have them 10 points better than an average team.
0: Wow. What about some of these prop bets now for the rookies? Do you ever dabble in any of those, Steve, like offensive rookie of the year, whether it's Leonard Fournette or Christian McCaffrey, Deshaun Watson – or are those still, in your mind, needle in the haystack? You're not getting value there.
1: Well, they're needle in the haystack, but I do think that you can find value. I would almost always look towards a running back, a quarterback. Very difficult to have a good first year, although, you know, it's certainly been done in recent years. The wide receivers, it seems like, and I want to ask you about this, though. Uh, a rookie wide receiver is more likely to struggle, struggle than a rookie running back. Is it just that simple that, hey, we're just going to hand the ball off to a running back, but the wide receiver learning the system takes a year?
0: Yeah, I think a receiver a lot of times, that's a tough position because it's a lot more involved, too, mentally than it was in college. Number one, you know, as a running back, you're reading the offensive line, you're hitting the hole. It's not that different from college other than the holes close up a little bit, you know, faster. In the NFL, the coverages are much more varied. They are much better at bump and run along the line of scrimmage. So your press man coverage, a lot of times these rookie receivers can't get off the press coverage because they're not used to going against guys that are that good with their hands, that good with their technique. And tight ends even have more trouble sometimes because – They're trying to block grown men that they couldn't even block guys in college. Now they're trying to block these monsters as well as, you know, you look at uh, when they run their routes, they had the same thing. You know, there's much more varied coverages. It's much more mental. And the guys doing the covering are a lot better.
1: And it sure appears to me that um, you can get in the doghouse pretty fast if you don't read a blitz adjust your route correctly. The quarterback stares down the wide receiver and he just doesn't see the ball for a while, right?
0: Yep. There's uh it's tough. There's not a lot of there's not a large history of successful rookie tight ends and rookie running backs. There is a pretty good history I'm sorry, rookie wide receivers. There is a pretty good history for rookie running backs, which is why when you look at the offensive rookie of the year odds, Fournette is number one at seven to two. McCaffrey's number 2 at 5 to 1, then Deshaun Watson at 6 to 1. But then right after that, back to another running back, Dalvin Cook at 8 to 1. So, 3 of the top 4 offensive rookie of the year odds are running backs, and the one that isn't is a quarterback that a lot of people expect to start from week 1 for a team that's a perennial playoff contender in Houston.
1: Yeah, and I would be shocked if Watson started, I would think that he's going to need a year. He might take over midway through the year if Savage struggles, but I can't believe he would be starting week one. He'd be a huge underdog, I think.
0: Um, what about some of the rookie props, Steve, like uh, Miles Garrett, seven and a half sacks in the regular season, Leonard Fournette over under 1,000 yards rushing, Christian McCaffrey over under 1,100 yards total. That's an interesting one because that's total. That's rushing and receiving. Do you look at any of those?
1: Now I think we've got something we can bet on because I love a prop that there's a yes and that there's a no on Ross. And well, As far as sacks for any player in the Browns, I would go under because the Browns are going to be losing all their games. How many sacks is the entire team going to be able to get? That's one that would be a no-brainer.
0: Okay. Yeah, I, I would go under for Miles Garrett, 7.5 as well. Um, they also have some stats for the uh, some of the veterans that have signed. Adrian Peterson, 900 rushing yards is his over-under. Marshall and Lynch, 850 is his over-under. I got to tell you, Steve, I, I'd go under for both those guys, I think.
1: Yeah, one injury and you and you go ahead and ca- and cash and it's um it's no lock when you get a running back once he goes to the wrong side of thirty that he just loses a tenth of a second on this forty and as you know Ross that makes all the difference between getting through a hole and not making it.
0: Yep, I I would go under. In fact, I really like those unders. So when we come back, Steve, in a couple weeks, we are going to go through the NFL win totals, and I'm really, really looking forward to it. That's one of my favorite shows each year. So when we're back in a couple weeks, we will go over the NFL win totals, the early lines, so you guys know. But since we already did the primetime games for week one, Steve, I want to go over the, the late afternoon games. So we already did the primetime games. Did, I forget, did we lock in a best bet there, the Giants maybe?
1: Yeah, we hit the Giants plus six at Dallas Sunday night.
0: Plus six at Dallas Sunday night. Okay, so let's look at the afternoon games for Sunday afternoon since we already did Thursday night, Sunday night, and the two Monday night games last week. We've got Indianapolis at the L.A. Rams. The Colts are laying three and a half, Steve.
1: And it looks about right to me. I do think the Rams are going to be improved this year. So difficult. The move from St. Louis to L.A., the culture change, uh, all the travel last year, going to London, trips to the East Coast. I just think it was a lost year completely for the Rams. So because of that, I don't even know if Andrew Luck's shoulder is 100 percent yet. They say it is. It's going to need to be to justify a three and a half point favorite on the road. I would lean to the Rams.
0: Wow, that says a lot about how you feel about the Colts going into the year. I'd probably lean Rams as well playing at home and getting more than a field goal. Then the marquee game Sunday afternoon, Steve, is Seattle um, plus three at Green Bay. The Seahawks on the road against the Packers getting three points.
1: So two teams that are pretty darn equal expect both to win – 10 or 11 games. I actually think green Bay is a little bit better. I think Seattle's defense has regressed. Uh, that division is so bad for them. They're going to win the division again, but, uh, with both teams, I have a four point home field advantage for green Bay and for Seattle. And because of that, two pretty equal teams, I only have to lay three with that huge home field. I will take the Packers minus the three, one star.
0: Wow. Okay. Um, I'm gonna put one one unit on the Rams, uh, getting the three and a half. I'll put a unit, I'll put a unit on the Packers. I'm still not sold on the Seahawks offensive line, right now. So I'll put a unit on the Packers. So I guess we've got uh, two best bets, huh?
1: The best bet.
0: Finally, um, Carolina. The Carolina Panthers are playing at San Francisco. Steve and they are laying, they're giving four-and-a-half points. So it's Carolina giving the Niners four-and-a-half points week one, late afternoon game.
1: Yeah, just one housekeeping item. Um, I, too, will do the one unit on the Rams. Uh, I really like this Carolina-San Francisco game. I'm going to put a caveat here. I think this line can do nothing but go up, up, up. I think Carolina bounce-back spot. They had the Super Bowl hangover. And yes, their defense did not play well last year, but they've got their offense is going to be so much better this year. This line is really short. The wine and cheese home field and San Fran's not what it should be. San Fran is either the worst or the second worst team in the NFL. Carolina should contend for a playoff spot. I'm going to lay four and a half, three units.
0: Wow. Three big units. You know what, Steve? I'm actually thinking about going the other way. Believe it or not, I have a lot of faith in Kyle Shanahan, and I think Brian Hoyer uh, will be able to do a pretty good job in his system. I like the pick of getting Solomon Thomas and Reuben Foster in the first round. And my concern with Carolina comes with they're trying to change the offense because of Cam Newton getting hit so much. So they're, what they're trying to do is they're trying to have him – You know, throw the ball underneath more, dink and dunk to McCaffrey and Samuel. I don't know if that's going to fit or suit Cam or if he's going to be able to do that. And I also, I worry and wonder about his health. You know, they're hoping he's back by training camp. We'll see, you know. But even if he is back by training camp, how good will he be in that first game? So I'm going to put one unit on the Niners, actually, laying the four and a half. So we're going head-to-head, big boy.
1: You know, if I may make a suggestion as a professional gambler, why don't you wait on San Francisco? Because I am confident with all the public money that's going to get bet week one, you're probably going to get six in September. No reason to play the Niners yet, Ross.
0: Okay. All right. Well, I like it. I will take that professional advice that I needed. So thank you very much. Also, I want to get to an email. I don't know. Did I tell you last week about um, the email from Sean Grady, it's known on the as the Grady bet. No, I don't think we got into it. So you guys can always, if you want, take advantage of any of our sponsors and uh, over at rostucker com, and send me, including BetDSI of course, using the code Tucker fifteen, and send me any questions you have for Steve or any points you want to make. But this one actually was a point that was made over at Tuckheads, Steve, that I thought was really interesting. From Sean Grady, he is one of the uh, one of the international guys over at Tuckheads.com, and he said, um, after learning about two team teasers from Steve, I've recently started making my own on the rugby league in Australia by adding six points to the line of the games. In a multi, it's been so successful in my punters club, it's now referred to as a Grady bet and resulted in a few more subscribers to the even money pod. So, Sean Grady, who's one of the best tuckheads out there over at tuckheads.com, he is doing a lot of your teasers, two-team teasers, and I guess not a lot of people did that over there, and he's been killing it, so... Steve, you got a, another very satisfied customer.
1: <laughs> I'm going to have to look up what the totals are in the rugby league. Um, if um, the totals are below uh, 45 points, it would make sense that those six points would be worth a whole lot. I really do not know.
0: Don't know a whole lot about rugby. Yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't either. Um, I know this much, though. Sean in Australia does. And uh, he's doing fantastic, just like we are doing fantastic every time we get the chance to have an Even Money podcast. Remember, next week we're off, but, and this is important, the following week we will dive into the NFL win totals. We'll also talk about the Belmont, no, not the Belmont. We'll also talk about the Preakness, which I've actually been to twice, and I can give you a little insight into my experience at the Preakness, but make sure you're subscribing and you listen in a couple weeks. Cause that podcast is going to be awesome. Breaking down the NFL win totals. He's Steve Fezzik. Check him out. Like I said earlier on Twitter at Fezzik sports. I am at Ross Tucker NFL on Twitter, the iTunes rankings, comments always much appreciated as is those of you that uh, take advantage of the Amazon banner ad that we have for you. Other than that, Good luck, everybody. Hope you guys win some money. Thanks for listening to the Even Money Podcast. Make sure to also subscribe to the Ross Tucker Football Podcast, the Fantasy Feast Podcast, and the College Draft Podcast, all available on iTunes at RossTucker.com or wherever podcasts can be found.